Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Nourished Bod Pod. I am your host, Meg. And I'm Carrie. And today we're talking about detox diets, uh, the ins and outs of the detox world, some of the history behind detox diets, which I think is interesting, and I didn't even know some of some of this history. And then also, you know, do these diets work? Is this something that you should even be paying attention to? And what's the science behind how our body detoxifies? So yeah, this is a really interesting episode because I feel like mm-hmm. this is around the time where marketing mm-hmm. really starts to ramp up in the diet industry about, oh, you know, this this holiday season, make sure that your body is going in healthy or, you know, detoxify after you had this big holiday celebration. And, you know, I'm not about that marketing, but... And New Year's too. New Year's is a, another really big one where... Yeah, we're going to start to see a lot more of these types of things being marketed on Instagram, on online, everywhere. So mm-hmm. that's why we thought this would be a really good time to kind of start debunking and talking about some of the diet myths um, like this. So I think it'd be interesting to dive into the history of detoxification, though, yes. because Carrie brought this up and she's like, oh, we should try to talk about this. And I didn't even think about that. But we found out some really interesting information. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. So this was something new to both of us, I guess, looking into the history. And I just think it'd be kind of fun to share, like, where did this even come from? Like, what does detox even mean Mm -hmm. traditionally? Um, And has it changed? Which we think it has a little bit. So there's a lot of different, it's kind of hard to pinpoint a specific, like, start to, you know, detox diets and all that stuff. But It is estimated that it could be traced back over like 5,000 years ago, but it was thought of differently. So depending on which tradition you're looking at, because there are some purification and cleansing rituals that are, you know, in ancient Greece, there's like Native American ones, Turkish, um, Egyptian, ancient Chinese medicine. Um, I always mess up this word. Is it Ayurvedic? Ayurvedic. That's a good. I don't know how to say it. I know what it is, but I don't know how to say that word. Um, which is Indian, (laughs) traditional Indian medicine. So there's a lot of different, um, places that have these ancient rituals and purifications. And like for instance, there's something called the Pancha Karma, which translates to five detox processes in Sanskrit in the Sanskrit language. And that specifically, so Panchakarma, was done for disease prevention, as well as breaking of negative emotional and physical patterns. Yeah, so it can, it's like, it really dates back, but it looks different back then than it does now. And also, toxins back then were more of a real threat, actually. So toxins from like metals, such as lead, Mm -hmm. for instance, um, you know, didn't have the knowledge back then of it being as harmful as we know now and so these traditions of detoxing were more thought of as like cleansing or purification and there were more like or serious threats that they were trying to treat but today detox has kind of shifted to be like detox diets or cleanses and they're meant to just like rid the body of toxins and impurities which is ambiguous, kind of like, what does that mean? (laughs) What are these toxins? (laughs) Yeah, what are these toxins we're trying to get rid of? But today, it's more about wanting to be healthier. It's part of wellness culture, right? So it's like wanting to be healthier, 
Um, there's a lot of different outcomes that people are trying to get with detoxes today. So it looks different than it did historically. And it seemed like historically it was more like rituals, maybe a little bit more spiritual. Um, but that's not true. I would say a lot more spiritual. It seems like these detoxification practices were, yes, they were for physical purpose, but with this Panchakarma um, detoxification process that we mentioned earlier, I mean, this was for emotional, for spiritual reasons. Native Americans use this for spiritual reasons. I think in a lot of ways, cleansing has a very spiritual connotation to it in ancient cultures. And so that's really been stripped away in the modern mm-hmm. sense, in the modern detoxification. And it is, I would say it's ritualistic in our own weird modern way. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, but not in the same kind of grounded spiritual way that it was previously. Yeah. So today, when we say detox, we're talking about like liquid only diets, um, juice cleanses, mm-hmm. right? Or like smoothies, apple cider vinegar drinking apple cider vinegar um that's kind of what detoxes are today so it's usually like a product or like trying to eliminate something and yeah and they're often like plans too like um you see things like oh a seven day detox Mm -hmm. you know to rebalance or whatever 21 day detox so right that's what it is today (laughs) right and like you mentioned earlier it's interesting how they're always detoxification it just says toxins like we're ridding your body of toxins but there's never specified toxins that these diets claim to rid your body of which Mm -hmm. the thing that i think is interesting is honestly the dose makes the poison right anything can Mm. be toxic at a certain level so Mm. what is it that these companies or these diets are are claiming it's usually nothing specific because there's so many things that our body is doing naturally to rid of those toxins or things that in excess can be harmful for the body. And, you know, heavy metal toxins, yes, those are those are a real threat, but a juice cleanse is not going to be able to, to cleanse your body of, say, lead, for example. That's something that, you know, if you do suspect you have lead poisoning, that's something to talk to a doctor or healthcare provider about, not go on a seven-day detox about, you know, Mm -hmm, or not try any sort of, like, juice cleanse, apple cider vinegar cleanse. So then why do people still do them, you know, if the toxins are ambiguous, their advertisements are kind of ambiguous, like, what are the goals of detoxes? Like, why are people wanting to still try them, um, even if they're not entirely sure what they're trying to get rid of? So interestingly, I was reading this fabulous article on this on The Guardian, which uh, is a publication, and they talked to some psychologists about this. This London psychologist, her name is Susan Marchant Haycox, says that trying to tie detoxing in with ancient religious practices is clutching at straws. You need to look at our Mm -hmm. social makeup over the very recent past in the 70s, which is kind of when you started seeing detoxing popping up more. You had all these gyms popping up, and from there we've had the proliferation of the beauty and diet industry with people becoming more aware of certain foods, how those foods affect you, and so on. And another psychologist talks about how one of the reasons why people are susceptible to this is because we live in a world with so much information, and we're really happy to defer that responsibility to 
find out what's best for our bodies to other people who might quote unquote understand things mm-hmm. better. So food companies, celebrities, you know, a lot of people, they just don't have time to be researching all of this information, right? Like do detoxes work? Why? Well, how does our body naturally detoxify? You know, that's something that we traditionally have deferred to experts to, but now the diet and marketing, the diet industry and the marketing behind that has really been so much more accessible and omnipresent compared to what experts may be saying about these types of things. So he says, if people, if it seems reasonable and plausible and invokes a familiar concept like detoxing, then a lot of people are just kind of happy to go with it. And also another thing that he mentioned is people assume that the world is carefully regulated and there are a lot of benign institutions guarding them from making any kind of errors Mm -hmm. that may not have a lot of science backed by them and but in reality a lot of marketing is not backed by science and it's very predatory and so a lot of people think that they're doing the right thing for themselves right this is this Mm -hmm. is well-meaning but in reality um a lot of these companies they're basically putting you on like a starvation diet is really what it is and claiming Mm -hmm. that it's going to cure all these problems and these ills when in reality there's just absolutely no evidence that it will so yeah and wellness culture is so big right now. It's like almost like a moral obligation to be healthy, mm-hmm. which it's not. Um, you are not moral, morally obligated to be in great health. But um, yeah, we are so deep into wellness culture that I think everything's enticing. And, you know, there are a lot of different ailments that people deal with, you know, not having energy or maybe they have, you know, gut health issues And so it's so easy when you see advertisements and things for certain like juice cleanses to be like, oh, well, you know, that can be a quick fix. Maybe it'll give me more energy. Maybe I'll lose weight. Um, Mm -hmm. And yeah, so wellness culture is a tricky world to navigate (laughs) for for us these days. It is because I think genuinely a lot of people want to feel better, right? We all want to feel good. Yeah. Yeah. And but you're right. I think there is the the pull of that quick fix, right? The things that are really going to help your body are the boring, consistent things you <laughs> yes. need to do every day, right? Like like brushing your the, teeth, yes. Yep, brushing your teeth, um, making sure you're getting eight hours of sleep, getting in regular physical activity, eating enough fruits and vegetables. Like it's kind of the basics that are going to give your body the best support. But a lot of us are not maybe the best at those basics because our world doesn't I wouldn't say our world is best supported to make the healthy choice the easy choice, (laughs) if that makes sense. Like, we live in a wellness culture, yes, but we also live in a hustle culture and a culture that, like, really tries to kind of suck all of the energy out of us as possible to for us to be the most productive and to get ahead. And so Mm -hmm. it's very hard to keep up with that and be your best self. In fact, I personally don't think you can be at your healthiest when you're in the hustle culture, but I agree. <laughs> but yeah, I think a lot of what also draws people to detoxes is it's quick. It's a quick fix, quote unquote. It's not the boring, monotonous daily things. It's kind of this like flashy new, oh, maybe this will fix all my problems. And mm-hmm. um, that's consumerism. It's yeah, because these are all products that you typically buy, <laughs> yep. right? So, yep. Mm-hmm. So, and I don't, I don't blame people for getting no. roped into these detoxes. It, on a, on an emotional level, it, it feels like it makes sense. Like, oh yeah, like I probably am exposed to a lot of environmental toxins, you know, especially if we live in a city, right? You got 
car exhaust and all kinds of other things that I mean, there are environmental toxins. It's not that that's not real, but it's just the the detox diets and these detoxification pills and powders and juices, they're not, they're absolutely not going to rid your body of those in the way that they're marketed to do. So, so let's talk about then maybe the effectiveness of detoxes. Do detoxes work? Yes. The answer... And- by this point, I think people probably know the answer, but yeah, it's no, detox diets do not work. So let's um, get into the why. Let's talk about, you know, why don't they work? Well, I mean, juice is not going to amplify your body's natural processes that already are um, working to rid your body of waste or excess things that in in, in excessive amounts can be, be toxic for the body. But yeah, juices and powders, those aren't the things that are going to help your body at all certainly nutrition can help and does help support your organs and the things that are naturally kind of detoxifying your body but there's no magic nutrient there's no magic food that's going to improve those processes it's kind of like the things that are going to help is all of the the small daily habits the things that Mm -hmm. in conjunction with each other all together you know getting enough sleep making sure you're drinking enough water Um, exercising regularly, eating enough fruits and vegetables, like all of that together is what helps your body be at its best to rid itself of harmful toxins and things like that. There's no such thing as like boosting. (laughs) Like it's similar to, you know, these claims of boosting your immune system. Like I was just going to (laughs) say, like you can't really do that and in fact if you have a boosted immune system that actually might not be a good thing that's what autoimmune like having Mm, a boosted mm -hmm, immune system is mm -hmm. why autoimmune system Mm -hmm. disorders are such a problem like they're you know your immune system is being triggered for things that really shouldn't be triggered for and so that's why it causes so much harm and so the same thing kind of applies to detoxing you just want to support your body and have it do what it does best naturally boosting that detoxification process might cause more harm than good. Um, Yeah. And your body has, so the natural defense mechanisms that our body has that quote unquote detox for us are our kidneys, our liver, and also our skin. Our skin is an organ. Fun fact, yep. if you don't think it's an organ, it is. It's our largest organ. Ah, yeah, oh my it's God, our look at twins. <laughs> um, jinx. Yeah, it's our largest organ. Um, so we have all these things that do filter out um, impurities, quote-unquote toxins, um, already. And like we just said, they don't need to be boosted. If they're already, you know, if you're already healthy and they're working just fine, they don't need that extra support. So right. that's why those outside products consuming don't really do much. Our body's already already doing it without us knowing without us feeling it they're working yep so in fact usually when you eat something because most of what enters your body comes through your mouth makes sense um sometimes through other things like your eyes and nose and ears but mostly outside things enter your body through the mouth and what happens is as your body's digesting it things get passed through the liver and from there things like anything from metabolizing fructose to Um, breaking down medications and alcohol, that's going to go through your liver. Your liver is one of the most important filters, basically. And in this process, it 
waste kind of gets eliminated in two phases. And the second phase is kind of the most important phase. And it's really critical to packaging that waste and eliminating it through the bile and through the kidneys. So then from there, your kidneys filter out a lot of waste as well. And it filters through about 180 liters of blood a day. Wow. So your kidneys are always kind of working hard and filtering things out, filtering in even like things that you wouldn't even think about, like sodium and potassium. It's always trying to keep a balance of, of things in your in your blood and in your body. So kidneys are really cool for, for this as well. Your lungs are also another place where your body kind of detoxifies because our blood has to be at a very specific pH and um, it releases CO2 or holds on to more CO2 depending on how much how acidic or how alkaline the blood is. So your lungs are really, really important for that. The skin, as you mentioned, um, is another really important organ for this process for detoxification. It sweats out excess things like urea, ammonia, and lactate. Those, of course, in excess can be toxic to the body, so it's important to make Mm -hmm. sure there's not too much of that. And then finally, your gut is kind of where another large portion of waste is excreted through your feces <laughs> so anything that you know your body's like hey we don't need this anymore um let's make sure it leaves the body that's going to go into your into your feces or like i said urine if that's filtered through the kidneys so that's kind of how our bodies get rid of things or hold on to important things if if they need if they need to um a lot of processes are really really tightly regulated and our mm-hmm. organs are really the pros at that regulation and so just making sure that we're supporting them through regular healthy practices is the best way like i said earlier um there's nothing specific that's gonna for example like make your liver a more effective liver at detoxifying there's no specific food or nutrient but i think there is some interesting research that shows that things like broccoli any kind of cruciferous vegetable or you know things like mustard greens, cabbages, Brussels sprouts. There is a little bit of evidence that eating eating some of those foods because they contain actually a little tiny amount of cyanide, which is a poison in certain doses, obviously. <laughs> um, but eating it provides this tiny bit of poison, so to speak, that primes the enzymes in your liver to deal better with those other mm. kind of toxins. So. There is something to eating certain foods can help your liver, but it's it's not going to be this like super big improvement in your liver's ability to do its thing. Like it's it only a, a mild improvement is what kind of the the something you're not going to notice. Something you're not going to notice, notice exactly. At all. So and then the other thing that we just wanted to talk about too is that research does not support the effectiveness of these detoxes at all. And in fact, really what they are is just weight loss, like extreme weight loss diets in disguise, especially the longer term, like 21 day detoxes. It's just, it's icky, predatory stuff, starvation diets. They're not going to exactly. improve, improve your health in any meaningful way. Exactly. And just as some like anecdotes too, no one I know like personally, like in my close circle of, you know, friends and family have tried detoxes but I've definitely heard some stuff of like friend of a friend and for instance a couple years ago I had a co-worker friend who 
tried it was like a juice cleanse um and it was like this package thing and she tried to give them away to someone else at work because she didn't like them and they didn't make her feel good so she had these like leftover detox you know juices or smoothies or whatever they were and they were expensive so she was like I don't want to throw these away so if someone else wants them here take them you know and she brought them to work she didn't feel good I've heard other stories of people who have had accidents in their pants in public (laughs) um, when doing a juice cleanse and other stories of people who like felt really sick. They got really sick and were like vomiting and had no energy at all and were irritable. And so like, I know those are like anecdotes, right? (laughs) But it just goes to show that people don't even feel good doing a lot of these and taking a lot of these detox diets. And so... It's, I mean, it's sad, and I, we talked about why people do them, so I, I get it. They're enticing, but just please don't do it. Like, you're probably not even going to feel good and, like, waste your money, too, because a lot of times they're expensive. Well, not only that, but I think for the people who have maybe felt better after a detox diet, I honestly believe a lot of that's just placebo. Probably, yeah. I don't I, – I think a lot of people – truly think like oh this is going to reset my body like this is going to get all kinds of whatever whatever it is they think that they don't want in their body anymore it's going to re it's you know a lot of people may believe that the the diarrhea that they have on these detox diets is a way they're cleansing their body you know it's just like I think a lot of people just genuinely believe like oh this is good for me this is what my body needs and I'm here to tell you no that's not what your body needs your body needs enough calories it needs um a variety of foods to solid foods solid foods with like fiber and all that good stuff your body needs to eat at regular times you know all the again the basics the boring things the things that a lot of people don't want to do or just have a really hard time sticking to for whatever reason which is understandable but yeah the the last thing i want to say with this is that the ultimate lifestyle that's going to quote-unquote detox your body as in support your organs that already, you know, eliminate waste and help your body along with these processes is going to be, one, not smoking. That's one of the most helpful things because, yes, nicotine is toxic. It's not good for you. Um, and there's a lot of other carcinogens in mm-hmm. cigarettes that are Hundreds. Really good for you. So, yeah. like, not smoking is going to be the number one. Um, enjoying regular exercise because sweat, hey, that's great for us, right? And also it's going to best support our our a lot of our body's function, our brain function especially, minimally, drinking minimally, um, alcohol that is, because alcohol is a toxin as well. It's a carcinogen. Of course, that doesn't mean you should never drink. I I personally, you know, enjoy alcohol on occasion, but yeah, it's not the best for you. It's not going to be the best for your liver if you drink excessively. And then the last thing would be eating a balanced, healthy diet that's coming mostly from whole foods that has a solid amount of complex carbs, veggies, protein, healthy fats, all that good stuff. There's there's definitely a lot to be said about sticking to those basics and how much they can really improve our health. So if you find yourself maybe having uh, having a hard time with sticking to those basic things, what is it you can do if you're if you're really interested in making sure you're supporting your health? Like what what needs to be prioritized or deprioritized to help you with that, right? If it's, for example, 
like we talked about with hustle culture, like thinking that you need to do everything all the time, 24-7. You're in the rat race, you know, and struggling with sleep and anxiety and all those things, which I find with a lot of my clients is the case. That's kind of one of the biggest things is not taking enough time for themselves and prioritizing other people's needs or other things over them, themselves and their bodies. Like, I think, yeah figuring out where those priorities lie and what you can easily implement super small things that you can easily implement into your into your day-to-day routine it's amazing how much like building off of your like a one habit one healthy habit can actually have kind of a cascade um, Mm -hmm. effect on on the rest of of your life really so yeah well said yeah so yeah, but just know that your body's already doing what it can, and yep. um, that detox isn't necessarily a real thing, I guess, when it comes to products being sold to you. But right. it is like kind the way of it's, more of a scam. And the way it's marketed is not real. Yeah, mm-hmm. like your body is technically detoxifying, but not in the way you think and not the way these companies are trying to tell you it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and there's no quick fixes to being healthier. There's no quick fixes to ridding your body of quote unquote toxins. There's no quick fixes in the health world in general. So anytime you're being marketed, anything that is kind of this like seven day reset, change your life, just automatically assume that's a gimmick and there's not any evidence or science behind it. Yeah. Because I guarantee you there's probably not. (laughs) And also know too that you don't totally even know what's in those products no too that's that's another thing we didn't even talk about that but that the supplement industry is Is not regulated it's terrifying the supplement industry is not regulated so is that too um but yeah yeah. that's another huge reason why you should that could be a good episode oh we should do an episode on that because that is one of the things that infuriates me so much Mm -hmm. um Because there's genuine reason for supplements to, like, supplements aren't a bad thing. They're necessary for a lot of various reasons, but they're over-marketed. They're over-promised. The the results of a lot of supplements are over-promised because companies aren't held to any sort of standard on what they can or cannot say. As long as they say the statement hasn't been approved by the FDA, they can get away with saying anything they want, which Mm -hmm. is terrifying. So Mm -hmm. that's another huge reason huge reason why you should avoid a lot of these things especially like powders and shakes and stuff like that like it's Mm -hmm. one thing if it's just like fruit juice okay whatever that's just Mm -hmm. fruit juice but if it's like powders and things that you have no idea what's in there walk away (laughs) i'm telling you walk away yeah and that (laughs) applies to all the you know detoxes too detox smoothies and juices and whatnot so yeah you know just be careful (laughs) just be careful out there don't do it just don't do it. <laughs> right. So, all right. Well, I hope this episode was helpful. Um, if there is anything you guys would like us to cover in the future, you feel free to DM us on our Instagrams. I am at Dishing Nutrition and Carrie is at Carrie Studies Body Image. We will leave the links in the show notes for that. But other than that, we will see you in the next episode. All right. Take care, everybody. We'll talk to you next time.